All right, I guess we'll get started. Welcome into Off the Cuff Sports. I say, is Lamores even there? I haven't heard him at all. He's here. We'll get started. Uh, we've been out for a little bit. There is a lost episode out there. Um, you can find it. Uh, you need to be hired by NSA because you're definitely a hacker. But, you know, anyways, get started as always. What's going on, fellas? Uh, I know you're about to start the season, Solomon. How's the team look this year? They look fine. They just they better be ready to play. I'm not in the business of losing games. I don't like that. But no, we should be fine. Got probably got four kids that'll come, that'll play ball at the next level on the team this year. So we just got a, a different dynamic. We got to be able to all play together and score the ball since we don't have the. Uh, the obvious superstar anymore that can just take over games. Well, at least you'll learn to play like a team then. And, you know, not rely on, because sometimes like you can, if, when you have that star, you just learn to rely on them, whether they're having a good day or a bad day. Um, yeah, you just look at them to make sure that they're having a good day rather than everybody playing together as a unit. Yeah. So it could, this could be a benefit uh, where you're not having that that, you know, obvious number one player. What's going on, Lamar? She feeling good that you're, you you didn't want the Falcons blow a lead this weekend? I guess it's been a great weekend for Georgia sports. Uh, I'm saying this now before the Braves play game two, so let's not jinx it. Uh, you know, it's all good. Good. It's good. We'll start with the Distress Club because I feel like we got a lot of a lot of entrance into the, the Distress Club this week. What do y'all got? Dang. Iowa. Yeah. Sorry, y'all. Like I thought they would at least put up a fight against Purdue. Like Purdue slaughtered them. At Iowa. Okay, so Kentucky will throw them in there. Tennessee. You can't throw Ken- yeah, you can. You Tennessee, can yeah, but you, you can't throw Kentucky in there. Kentucky right. just had one bad game against a superior team. Like that's here's, that's not fair. That's not here's fair. why you here's why you throw Kentucky in. This was Kentucky's game of the year. If they would have beat Georgia they would have been in the playoff because they have no tests outside of this game. And they absolutely, I want to say, like, blew it because they, I guess they played us closer than any team not named Clemson. But, like, that was your, their one shot to really, you know, go over the top. Um, and they weren't able to do it. So I'm going to throw Kentucky in there. Even but did, we, did anybody outside of the state of Kentucky believe that they were going to win that game? I don't think no more. inside did, did the state anybody, of Kentucky did. did. <laughs> what I say? Did, did the people in the state of Kentucky think that they were going to be two touchdowns within two touchdowns of Georgia? Hell no. So, like, that's what I mean. It's like they, congrats, they, they're bowl eligible. They'll, they'll more than likely, if they win out, which they should, they'll make a New Year's Six Bowl. Uh, you know, that players will get some free stuff and it'll be what it is. You know, you but, mean more free nah, stuff? So they already get free stuff. 
you know. They, yeah, but I mean, but, but I mean, like, they're allowed to get this free stuff. They're allowed to get this. My biggest, my biggest thing is that if I was anybody, if I wanted to play for any bowl, I would want to play for the uh, PlayStation Fiesta Bowl. Like they're giving out uh, <laughs> PS5s as as what's his name? As Andrews, uh, yeah, I'm like free. I'll that's, take that. That's assuming they have the inventory by then. No, but they'll have the inventory for those guys, not for uh, everyday consumers. But Division One football players playing in their bowl game? Oh, heck yeah, no. Nah, they'll get PS5. Because can you imagine if it comes out that, oh, there's no PS5s available for the uh, participants of the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl? That would be a huge hit to them publicity rise. Yeah, nah. They they'll have them. I mean, they only got to make come up with what what maybe seventy five a team. More than that, because so, it's, it's, it's not just the players that get access to it as well. People that so work for the team, coaches, you know. So so three hundred consoles. Yeah, three hundred. Three hundred consoles. Yeah, that's a three hundred. Yeah, so, number. Yeah, they need they need a pallet. That's so they'll they'll have that. It just won't be available to anybody else. If it were me, shoot, I'd be. I still wanted my teammates to put it on eBay for eleven hundred dollars. That's wrong. That's wrong. Hey, it's a capitalist world. We got to make money somehow. But can you? You know who's out of the struggle club finally? Who is that? Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay, now now I gotta disagree. <laughs> They're still. There. They're still there. <laughs> we won one game. Hey, they finally won a game out. after a literally a year and a month to the day. The last time they won was September 17th of 2020. Yeah, the, the team that they beat probably won't win another game this year. Though. Game either. So positivity, y'all. Positivity. <laughs> On that note, can we go ahead and start the countdown to the fake heart attack? And Urban Myers, uh, yeah, and then he'll, yeah, he's going to, he's, I, I can see him going to LSU. Yeah. On, the, yeah, I think Ed Elgeron could be in the distress club as well because you just beat a ranked SEC team, and the very next day, AD's like, okay, you're gone at the end of the season, bro. But bye. At least he didn't get fired immediately. I think this this one game. If he lost, him, he would have been gone today. Yeah. He would have been done today. Yeah. That's just this man is less than two years removed from a national championship, and they're like, "We're done. Bye." Yes, the stars aligned. I know all that stuff, but at the end of the day, he's less than two years removed from a national championship, and you're saying, "Nah, we're good." Like I said, if when you hit the formula, you hit the formula. Like I said, if, if uh, what's his name, if Dabble Sweeney doesn't figure it out in about three football seasons and find another transformative quarterback, don't worry, he'll be there too. We need another analyst at Alabama. We'll take him in. Is the same going to take Ogeron? Probably. I don't know why. Like, you can't understand what the guy is saying. What is he going to be, public relations? But he may, he may retire to... and hang out with some of the co-eds down there at, uh, in Baton Rouge. 
that's why I said Urban Meyer is the best option. It's like you already cheating on your wife. Why not do it with finer college women from LSU instead of, you know, whatever the hell that was in your bar, you know, it all works out. So you're, you're saying the off-field talent at LSU is higher quality than the off-field talent in the Gainesville area, Gainesville, Florida area. Most definitely. I, I think that that is – think that is 115% correct. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If this was a more misogynistic podcast, we would do a ranking, but we won't do that here because, you know, we, we respect everybody. You know, we, don't, we don't see anybody as an object. But uh, we'll continue. Uh, looking at Georgia, Morris, was questions answered for you about them? Um, because, I mean, defensively, we, we the defense is not a concern for Georgia. Are you worried about this offense when you face a more higher caliber team that can put points on the board and you're going to have to score points? No, because the same question – remains um that was there at the beginning of the season as there was last year Stetson Bennett can win you games um their offense will be everybody in the east yeah and then the only time that you worry about him would be against Alabama but hopefully by then um JT Daniels will be healthy our receivers will be healthy we, we should hopefully have um, our starting offensive lineman back you know that's are you saying that if the offense constructed the way it is you would be worried if you were playing the SEC championship this weekend against let's say Alabama I would be slightly concerned that would be my question mark for yeah for the Georgia game versus Alabama because because that's that's my opinion my opinion about the matter is when it comes down to who we all expect to be in the SEC championship of Georgia and Alabama. It's not going to come down to Georgia's defense versus Alabama offense. It's going to be, it's going to be uh, Alabama's Georgia's defense versus, versus Georgia. Yeah. Yes. Versus Georgia right. offense. Uh, that's because, I mean, no, no, I mean, both are so equally good. They're going to cancel each other out. It's just going to be decide if Alabama's defense shows up that day or Georgia's offense shows up that day. I think that's going to be the difference in that game um, moving forward. Uh, I'm um, going ahead and just go ahead and tell you, uh, I put more stock in Georgia's offense than I do in Alabama's defense right now. That's just my personal so opinion. So you're not buying the, uh, the nine points allowed from yesterday against Mississippi State? Heck no. Because from the I air raid the offense? Entire, yeah, because I, I, like I said, I watched the entire thing. It's like we struggle a lot. With short, with like with dink and dump throws, like you know, long throws, or like I said, a play action. I believe that we're we're good. We'll let one go every now and again, but we have pretty good man to man coverage, good zone coverage. It's just where I know that Georgia's going to take advantage of is one in the running game because we suck at stopping the run right now, and then two, we're going to stuck uh, suck in the RPO game where it's like okay. If Georgia comes in and just says, hey, we're going to run the ball or run RPOs the entire time, they'll win unless Bryce Young and the offense put up 65 points. That That is that that is the, the bottom line. So, I mean, I don't like to sound like a pessimist or like saying that I'm trying to concede already, but I'm just me personally. 
unless our defense gets significantly better, which they can, I think that Georgia is a 10-point favorite in the SEC title game as of right now. That's just me being perfect. That's a lot, man. That's a lot. I mean, if, I feel like if, if we take, you know, like I said, if we take fanhood out of it, if we're yeah. being completely honest, I, I think, I think Lamar's points is too much. I don't think, and I think ten, I think ten is right on the dot. I don't think I a mean, Nick Saban team can is 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 capable of losing by ten points. I can't. I just okay, don't well, see. Here, well, here's my thing. Okay, Texas A and M. As yes. much as like I said, I I think we should have won that game. Yeah. Our issue in Texas A and M. Um, wasn't so much our defense like everybody says it was. Our, our issue was our offense. Defensively, the thing that scared me though is that when we were at when we were trying to stop them at first, they ran a completely simple offense that's very similar to Georgia. Now, as much as I like, I love to disrespect Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett is a step above Texas A&M's quarterback, and there are two running backs in the are uh, in the SEC. Like even though I did not, and I didn't know this in SEC play, Texas A&M's running backs are ranked one and fourth respectively in total yards and games rushing. So that's that's pretty good to know. So that was a good measuring stick, and we sucked at stopping those guys for about a quarter and a half. I believe that Georgia will be better, even though their running backs aren't necessarily statistically better. Their front line is – Georgia's offensive line is way better than Texas A&M's. And I did that – it just worries me. I think as of right now, unless the defense gets a, like gets really a little bit better, but if our offense, if our potency doesn't get higher, like immediately, Georgia's going to beat us and go away. Because I honestly see the game being a shootout. That, and that's my personal opinion. No, is that I, I don't – I don't, I don't, I don't See, I don't know if it's gonna can be a really be a shootout by I mean by NFL standards, I would see it as a shootout, but I can't see Georgia's defense giving up that many points. I see Georgia giving up a max of 30 points against Alabama right now. See, no, then I'll agree with you right now. My thing is that like in order for Alabama to have a shot, I have to be able to confidently say that they can go in and drop 45 points on Georgia's team like last year. I knew confidently walking into the SEC game, it didn't matter how many times Florida scored. I knew that we could outscore them because our offense was that potent. This year, right now, with how Bryce Young plays, it's scary. The kid stays in the pocket way too long. He likes to – he wants to look good to NFL scouts. It's like, hey, I know I'm black, but I'm not a runner. Like he's trying to fight like the Lamar Jackson stigma that so many people unfairly put on athletic quarterbacks, which I don't, I'm really not against, but that is right now his biggest knock. Is he that wants to prove that people, he can throw the ball, not just run the ball. Exactly. But, and you don't account for him in the running game. And like, like I said, maybe Nick Saban is doing the same thing that he did with OJ Howard Six years ago, like OJ Howard had zero receptions. When I say zero, he had zero receptions in the entire season. He gets to the national title game. OJ Howard had 14 catches for almost 200 yards in their first win against Clemson when Jay Coker was the uh, was the quarterback. So maybe that that's what they're doing. They're trying to show that he doesn't run and doesn't run, and then we get to Georgia because the way that it's shaping up, and I think Lamores would agree. 
that whoever wins the SEC title game is going to get into the playoff, but the person that loses is not. So I honestly believe that if Alabama wins the SEC title game, Georgia won't get in. And the reason yeah, I, being I don't believe that, that if Georgia rolls in there undefeated and it is a close game, Alabama is not a marginally better team than Georgia. You know, if it's if it's a if it's a one possession game, I think Georgia right, still but makes here's the, But here's like, the issue you're gonna run into. Here's the issue you're gonna run into. As of right now, as of right now, you still have Oklahoma in the Big 12 that's undefeated. I don't I know Oklahoma's not a better team. I listen, but and Lamores will agree. Oklahoma's not a better team than Georgia, but they're more than likely going to be an undefeated conference champion. So then there's one. Number two, okay, in the Big Ten, in the Big Ten, you still have Michigan and Michigan State that are undefeated. I honestly think that Michigan, as of right now, I believe like Michigan will be undefeated going into the Big Ten title game, and they will win, and they will be an undefeated. You think Michigan's going to beat Ohio State this year? You're just calling that right now? Bro, if they, if they don't win it this year, they'll never beat them. I no, think I'm not saying, year, but I'm saying, are you putting out there that Michigan is going to beat Ohio State this year? I think you They have not done since Harbaugh has taken over. I'm not saying it can't be done, and they maybe do, but that's that's hard to say. Yeah, they're going to run the table and be in the, in the Big 12 champion, Big 10 championship when they've got to face Ohio State, which is a legitimate team right now. Here's the I, thing, I, I though. It, I don't think they have to be undefeated to begin with. Whoever, if if we say the Big Ten East wins the Big Ten, so between Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, and Penn State, mm-hmm. if one of those teams wins the Big Ten East and it's a one loss, they automatically jump over whoever loses the SEC, in my right. opinion, regard, regardless of – Yeah, a, you know, a one loss – Conference champion is better than a one-loss non-conference, non-conference. Champion, regardless of what the conference is. Assuming they're both so now, and, and, and then, then here's your have, dark horse. The dark horse, the last one that we haven't mentioned yet, is Cincinnati. Cincinnati, if they go undefeated, which they should, there's goal. nobody left for them to play. They're 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 getting right. into the playoffs, so that's the issue that you run into with Georgia and the SEC. You can't you're not going to live off Cincinnati because uh, unfortunately their trademark went over <laughs> over Notre Dame is all that they need in order to make them legitimate. So they're not dropping down. That, yeah. that they're it. They'll be four. Oklahoma's going to win the Big Twelve. They'll be three. Okay, the or two or whichever one. It all comes down to, like I said, the Big Ten and the SEC. If the Big Ten has a two-loss conference champion, then if Alabama wins, then will Georgia still get in? Yes. However, if it's reversed, I can't can't see Georgia getting in. If the Big Ten has a one-loss conference or an undefeated conference champion, I, I'm, I'm just telling you, it doesn't bode well. So as much as I'm saying this right now, I think the SEC title game is the is going to be the natty. Whoever wins that game is when is going to win the I, national I mean, championship. I can't argue with that. There's nobody else that has separated themselves from the pack. You know, no, nobody else. You're like, I mean, Ohio State lost to Oregon, a Pac-12 team. So like, I mean. I'm not saying Ohio State can't be a champion, but still, 
at the end of the day, like there, I just don't see anybody competing with Georgia or Alabama this year. I will give Ohio State some credit. They've looked better in the past three games. No, they've they looked great, but they against. played awful teams. <laughs> they right, had exactly. Maryland and Rutgers in that that's right. That's bad. So we'll see. I mean, they run through a gauntlet. You know, they have Penn State, Purdue, Michigan State, and Michigan all left on their yeah on their schedule. So you know, it's going to be hard. Yes. But everybody does understand what I'm saying, right? I, I and yeah. do I believe that both teams, if Alabama wins, should make the yes. The, the I think they absolutely they those are both the best two teams in the country. It's just well, that's the problem when you have four teams, a fourteen playoff, and five legitimate conferences, five high level co- conferences. You know. Yes, some are having down years, like the ACC is having a really down year this year. <laughs> but at the end of the day, you have five conferences that we acknowledge as legitimate high-level conferences. It's understood between everybody called the Power Five. You have five conference conferences that are legitimate, and four teams make a playoff. At the end of the day, somebody's getting left out. Sometimes two people will be left out, three people. And that's where the system kind of, you know, falls. It's flawed. Yes. It's flawed. But yeah, so nah. question. It, is there a slight chance that Cincinnati doesn't make it? Assuming. Of course. This team's going mean, to. They, you know, they still have going to have to play a, a conference championship game as well. Right. I now, think the even, only way Cincinnati doesn't make it if – and they're undefeated is if you have that much of a like kind of what JT was saying at the beginning like say Cincinnati has to go into their conference title game and they have to eradicate their competition like it can't be close like if they only beat their their conference in their conference championship they only win by let's say like 10 or 14 yeah and then alabama and georgia goes down to the wire alabama wins a game winning shoot uh kicks a game winning field goal right then i think you're at the committee and you're sitting there it's like well like are they un- is cincinnati undefeated yes they are do they meet all the criteria yes they are but it all comes down to the eye test are they one of the four best teams in and college we football? have to account for this as well what is their one signature win this season Notre Dame. Notre Dame, and that, that what was if Notre Dame falls off, which is a very possible thing. If they also are a three-loss team at the end of the year, which we've seen Notre Dame do this many a times, they are a nine and three specialist through the past twenty years as a program. They fall off like that. Their only significant, their only significant win is against a nine and three team. So this delegitimizes them being undefeated. And that's, that was the purpose of me asking that question. Would you put in a team like Georgia or Alabama who has wins over ranked teams, you know, over a team like Cincinnati where their only win, I guess you would say, would be over Notre Dame unless you count Indiana as a, as a good Indiana's game. not the same team they were last year. If this was the same Indiana right. team from last year, it being a struggle win against them would, would be legitimate. 
But at least their struggle win is against a power five team. And they've pretty much blown out everybody else that they've played. You know, so they've struggled win against Indiana and Notre Dame. And then everything else, they've, they've, run, they've run everybody off the field. And so you can, you can almost give that to them. But I mean, when you look at someone like Georgia, who, when they play top level talent, that ranking wise, I mean, you had a a top 10 Arkansas team, which they ran off the field, and you had a a number 11 ranked Kentucky team that they ran off the field. Okay, let's, 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 those are, those were ranked teams. Oh my. They were ranked in the top high level rankings. Say what you will about them, but they're high ranking SEC teams. Arkansas is a, Arkansas is legitimate. I will give you that's, that. So that's what if I'm saying. I'm they, the, if I'm in the committee and you bring up Kentucky as a signature win, I'm going to look at you and be like, but it's Kentucky. I, I, I'm not like, saying that. I'm not, I'm, but I'm saying you have a strong win against an 11th ranked Kentucky versus a struggle win versus a unranked Indiana team and, and right. a struggle win against a Notre Dame team. That's those are your two big wins of the season. Our two struggle wins against teams that are clearly not elite. I'm not saying that Arkansas and Kentucky are elite, but we can say for sure that Arkansas, we, we can we could argue about Notre Dame being as good as Arkansas and Kentucky, but we can say for sure that Indiana is nowhere near those other those two teams. We can say that with with confidence. No, I, I get that. I just, like I said, I think that what you're going to wind up seeing is like, put let's bring the final factor into this. Let's bring money into it, okay? Yes. So, like I said, do I understand that Georgia's fan base is way more than Cincinnati's? Yes. 100%. That's true. I get that. But we need to break this down by regions of the country that are going to watch this game. I mean, they're going to watch these playoffs. Okay? If you put Alabama into the playoff, if they win, you are going to you're going to get the same amount of viewership as if you had Georgia yes. only playing in the playoff. Because like I said, I'm going to watch if, if Georgia's playing and I'm going to watch it if Alabama's playing. And I believe that people in Georgia, despite them being diehard Georgia fans, will say the exact same thing, vice versa. So the one thing that I think that they're going to think about is like, okay, so if we're going to get the same amount of viewership, period. Okay. Like Michigan. Cincinnati, are they close? Yes, but maybe you might reach out further out Midwest with Cincinnati being in Ohio and get some of those, get that part of the region of the country to view in and watch the game. That, that's the only thing that I believe that we're not factoring into this, and I think that that does play a major part because, hey, we saw in 2017, I didn't honestly believe that Alabama had a chance in heck of making the playoff, and they did. They went in at four. So, bottom line, whatever happens, I think you're still going to see one of the – you're going to still see whoever wins the SEC is going to win the Natty. But I honestly think that you're not going to see Georgia get put in because they know the bottom line is you're going to see Alabama and Georgia play each other again. Like I told Lamores, I really don't want to have that happen. I feel like we, we can beat – we can beat Georgia once. I know for a fact we can't beat Georgia twice in the season. That's just me being honest. 
So if we do beat them in the SEC title game, I pray to God they don't make it. Yeah, no, I, I give I give you that. Um, but also, I think at this point, Alabama, you know, is a national brand. And so I don't think you can factor in the regional pull that Alabama has because regardless of what everything else, everyone's going to tune in for Alabama, whether they like, whether they actually like the team or not, they still draw in people regardless. So I don't think you're going to, this is, this is college football. I don't think you're going to lose ratings regardless of who's in. I mean, I think you might lose ratings, honestly, if you have a Cincinnati in over a Georgia. I think that is more likely than having Georgia in over Cincinnati. But at the end of the day, it's going to be marginal. It's still a, it's still a billion-dollar event. Oh, no. No, definitely agree. I just, like I said, I can't see them leaving out Cincinnati if they go undefeated. No. And the game. Like I said, because Alabama won't make it as a two-loss non-conference champion. Like, no. I that's one hundred percent. Oh, two. Oh no, Alabama. Alabama I hundred percent agree with you. Alabama's gone. If Alabama wins, and this is Georgia's only loss, and it's a close game. We've seen it before, and it worked out well. I mean, if if like they let Alabama in and they got smoked in the first round. You know, that, you know, I could see them not doing, but Alabama came back and they won the national championship that year. So, you know, logic would say that they, yeah, this, you know, there's merit to putting this one loss non conference champion in that was a close, that was still in the championship and lost by, you know, a field goal. Yeah, no, like I said, what's up? My bad. I also want to throw in the fact say Alabama does win. They put Alabama at three or two, wherever, and they put Georgia at four. If Cincy is number one because they go undefeated. Exactly. Rematch between Georgia and Cincy at the one four. And that would be, you know, that that would be your moneymaker. Oh, right that'd there. be good TV. That would be, yeah. That could also that'd be real good I think TV. Cincinnati would get smoked off the field in that situation. Right. 100%. But right. that would be so. That would be so because that'd be so trifling. Because you can't move Georgia down to four after losing to Alabama and then putting freaking Cincinnati at one. Like I feel like whoever wins. But the if, big but team, if they're the only undefeated team, and you've had them ranked high the entire season, you kind of back yourself into a corner there. No, I know you do, but I, we've we've seen it before. A one loss Michigan or a one loss Michigan State. Is going. I, I, me personally, I believe it's going to get ranked higher than the undefeated Cincinnati. They should. That's, like, they they should. should. That's just right. my opinion. No, that's I, just my I, opinion. They should. You're right. But the, the committee I, has no problem in painting themselves inside corners. Uh, I mean, you saw that with with UCF a couple of years ago. UCF met all the criteria. I mean, they really did. Um, they just said, hey. That team's more sparkly. We want to put Alabama in over them. Like, it was what it was. But, I mean, what, do you think Georgia will get in if they lose a close game in the in the SEC championship? It depends on how the Big Ten goes. I think the, the biggest issue is the Big Ten. Okay. I I want chaos, as much chaos as possible yeah. before. To cover, yeah, to cover, to CYA move. I understand. 
But, I mean, nobody's undefeated in the Pac-12. Am I right? So, I mean, I think, you know, unless Oregon really turns it around, um, but at the end of the day, they do have that struggle win against Fresno on their 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 resume. And, and I think at the end of the day, they have a one loss and they have a struggle win against Fresno State. I think that's what's going to keep them out over other teams. Their loss is inexcusable. That's the biggest issue. No, you're if right. When I compare losses, like you can't lose to Stanford. No, especially after you beat Ohio State. Right. Yeah. This is the same Stanford team that lost to Kansas State. Yes. To begin the season. Yes. So, um, but then looking at the, the the Big Twelve, I mean, unfortunately, someone's they're going to let in Oklahoma if they go undefeated, right? Um, which I have not seen. You know, especially with the quarterback situation there right now, you're trying to keep Spencer Rattler happy so that if God forbid the other guy goes down, you've got somebody that can play the position. That's all they're doing there. That's why he they're co-starters. But Spencer Rattler dropped, lost the drop, but they don't have, but here's the thing. They do not have another scholarship quarterback on the roster. That's right. it. That's all they've got. So if Spencer trans, uh, Rattler decides to sit out and transfer, you're screwed. You are screwed. I think they were screwed from the get-go. No, you're so right. Apparently, um, and I don't know much about Spencer Rattler, so, you know, I'm going to throw a little, you know, yeah. keep grain of salt on it. But um, Spencer Rattler's personality apparently has you know, been trashed since high school. Like, yeah. he, he was getting kicked out of high school games. Um, so you kind of brought that on yourself. And then, you know, with his ego, um, he hasn't developed. He was bad last year. Um, mm-hmm. And that was after sitting out a year, you know. It's, it's just rough. Yeah. Uh, you know, I unfortunately, I think, you know, I mean, they got a legitimate shot of running the table, making it. Um, and I think that just they're just going to be, you know, a tune-up game for somebody before the national championship at, at, at that. Um, there's not enough there to make me say, yeah, this team, you know, this team can make it, you know, can win a playoff game. And as good as their offense is, their defense still looks kind of trash. Well, that's the, that's the big 12. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> and you really don't have at the end of the day, somebody that you can, somebody in the big 12 to say, yeah, that's great defense that they've got. Uh, but I guess uh, we'll move on a little bit to the NFL. We talked about it a little bit. Hopefully Solomon can get back in. Um, who are you surprised by, good and bad, at this point? In terms of how bad they are, the Chiefs. Granted, yeah. they are they are winning right now, but yes, they're going to win this game. Against... But there's still a lot of issues with that team. Yeah, um, the Chiefs are the biggest one for me. Yeah. I like how well the Bills are playing. Um, I knew that they were good, but you know, they're they look really good. Um, yeah. The Bengals have shocked me at how good they were. I, um, I think they're what four and two now. Yeah, they just won again. Yeah, they just they just beat or they're about to beat uh, Detroit, which I mean, obviously, I mean, yeah. we're not surprised by that. But the way they did it is surprising, right? 
Um, I, I definitely thought it would be a closer game. But, you know. Packers are doing better than expected with considering um, what's his name didn't even play the preseason or practice at all. Um, but that's that's it for who's doing good. It's doing terrible um, that I didn't see coming. The Seahawks, I didn't think they were going to win the conference this year or the division this year, but they look really bad. And now that they lost Russell Wilson, it's going to be rough. Hey, you got Gino back there, though. You got Gino. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They shouldn't have also lost last week. Uh, They they should have beat the Rams. But that's a whole other story. Yeah. Everybody else, you know, looks about what I expect from them. The Jets suck. The Dolphins suck. Jacksonville sucks. Houston sucks. You know. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, most things are the, are the way they should be, for sure. Right. Watch the Giants rip off like four straight wins and have a mediocre draft pick again. I mean, they're they're just like the Falcons. Will. We'll be right there with you at the the tenth spot. I thought the Falcons were going to blow it again last week. Yeah, I, I saw it coming, did. and then I, I realized they were playing the Jets, so. and the Jets just <laughs> they wanted the Jets to take it, and then they Jets were like, "No, no, you can have it. You can have it." The worst thing about the Falcons—they're bad, but they have experience. So, like that experience is going to beat a, a bad team like the Jets that are young or, yeah. or the Dolphins who are led by Tua. Yeah. It's, it sucks, but, you know. I will but we'll take is. one positive for the Falcons. They're actually scoring touchdowns in the red zone right now. I mean, they're not resorting to in a great rate, but last year they couldn't do it at all. Yeah. You know, they, I mean, they, but, had, they had to have big plays just to score touchdowns. And, you know, they're, they're able – I mean, they're not great at it yet, but they're better than they were last year as far as driving the ball down the field. I think part of that is you have a six, seven, six, eight receiver, and then you also have a running back that's, um, you know – That can do both. All he does, yeah. I, I think he's he's meant for ground and pound. Um, yes, but he can still, to that still catch the ball and, you know, pick right. up key, key receptions. That's not going to last long, though. You can't be 35, 36 years old and no, um, running no, it that's, the, the, the it's way not gonna, it's not, Especially with now that we have 17 games, yeah. not 16 games. Uh, yeah. I feel like we should have had a second bye week, not just jump to 17 games. I feel like that's a lot to play. Especially yeah, if we have an that. early bye week. You're talking about, like, you know, 15 weeks straight. And then I feel bad for the teams that have to play the wild card um, games on top of that if they make yeah. it to the playoffs. Yeah. That's, that's a. Because there's only one team that gets a bye week on each side. I think that's a, I think that's a huge thing as well there. That, yeah. that bye week's going to mean everything this year. It's going to be big just to be in a position to rest your players at the end. So, like, when you clinch the your division, like, you – You've got to, you know, heal up. But we're, we're talking team's about uh, teams that we're, we're surprised by good and bad in the league right now, Solomon. Oh, gotcha. What do you got? 
Oh, I, I I just like to point out the fact that the freaking Ravens are about to be six and one, even though they got a running back as, as a quarterback, as everybody likes to say. Yeah. Just saying. He's their entire offense right now. I know. I keep uh, some someone told me, oh, Justin Herbert this, Justin Herbert that. God, that, that guy Lamar, I swear. And then uh he only likes to run the majority of the time. However, 400 passing yards and 85% completion rating in a game with 400 passing yards. Dang. Wait, maybe Tom Britton, no. Maybe Peyton, wait, no. Maybe Aaron Rice, no. Damn, maybe Matt Ryan. No, no, no definitely Matt Ryan. Who are you talking? No, <laughs> not no for a while, I've been Matt Ryan. The history of the NFL has ever done that before. Then. God, what a great guy! Yeah, I'm sorry, no, nah. but yeah, surprised that the Ravens are doing so well. Who are you surprised that it's not doing so well? Well, my surprise is not doing well. <laughs> Well, I'm not surprised, but it is still kind of weird to see Kansas City. Yeah, like, we, we said old. that as well. Yeah. yeah, they're just old. There's been little to no turnover on their roster, and it's coming back to bite them in the butt. Well, we kind of predicted that to happen um, when – what's his name? Um, QB, I can't even think of his name. Patrick Mahomes um, signed his contract. You can't sign these QBs to – in your ridiculous, you know, contracts and expect to pay talented players um, later on down the road. That that's the end of you know. Yeah, it's the end of the dynasty. At least they got they got one out of it. I mean, that's good. But that's why the like the why Tampa Bay will always be a force to reckon with for so long because it's like you know, Tom Brady understands. It's like. Like legit outside with with him without any good talent, like he's more, very marginable. So it's like he takes, you know, well, I think Brady's contract was on. He only gets paid what, like five million. He's got a very low. Am contract. I right? Yeah, he has a very low contract. It's like four or five million dollars, and he just spreads the wealth over everybody else. Like, that's how you're able to get. You and, know, and here's Antonio for some Brown. reason, everybody wants to go play with Tom Brady. Anybody that they got a ch- who couldn't get picked up. They go pick up, you know. They get. Yeah. get would you? I would do. Like I'm going to go play in Tampa, which is in Florida, which is comfortable weather all year round. Not only that, it's like I'm guaranteed to make playoff money because I'm playing with Tom freaking Brady. I mean, that's just that's common sense. I would I would want to go play for Tampa Bay if I was a player at the end of my road, which is why I was very surprised that. Uh, the guy that got cut from the Cowboys earlier on this week wound up signing with Green Bay rather than with Tampa. Who was that? So, God, I can't remember his last name. Oh, my gosh. Let me look it up. Jalen Smith. Jalen Oh, the linebacker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The linebacker. I, I, was, I, was, I was like, well, doggone it. <laughs> it's like, like, I guarantee you, like, oh, Tampa Bay's got another linebacker. It's like, crap. But – well, I don't think there's a place. For, I mean, they're they're so deep on defense. I don't think there's a they don't there's nobody to pick up, especially That's in that true. that front seven. Like, I mean, yeah, I'm sure he would be beneficial, but like, who are you going to cut to give him a spot? 
<laughs> give them a spot. No. Nah. And that's why, like, I can't wait until we get to the end because I think the AFC title game is going to be the exact same two teams. Wait, no, not AFC. NFC. NFC. The NFC title game is going to be Green Bay against Tampa Bay again. And I, mean, I can't think about who that. else in the NFC do you think has a chance to make it there? I mean, I can't think of a soul. Cowboys are going to find a way to screw it up. I would throw well, I mean, because the Cowboys, just, they don't have to play anybody the whole year. Like, like it's not the fact that the Cowboys got better, that their division got worse. Well, like, I, I, just, I mean, that's what I'm they don't, they're going to find a way to screw, screw this up. They're going to have a great, they're going to be like the two seed. Watch it. Watch it. will be the two seed and they lose in the first round. Yeah, the Cardinals would have a chance. I, I give them a Card- Cardinals chance. Cardinals are the other, t- the only other team. You're right. Rams don't know what they want to be right now. They're yeah. up one week. They're down the, the next week. It's, it's going to be hard for the Rams. Well. Now, it's, it's the fact that you're bringing in a, a new QB, learning a whole different offensive system. I know. Um, At his age, too. Yeah. I just like to be funny. But I mean, you're, you're, I mean, it's you, it really comes out of those three teams. I mean, might as well be a, a, a three-team playoff. Tampa Bay is your one seed, and Arizona and Green Bay compete for the compete for the right to play Tampa Bay in the the championship. Because I mean, nobody else I mean, I, is worth you know talking about. It's kind of the same in the AFC. Um, you have the Bills, the Ravens. If you want to throw Kansas City in it, well, you know, yeah, I mean, to be nice, we're not doing really that is, this year. It's it's really just the Bills and the Ravens right now that actually look like complete teams in the AFC. Yeah, but and right now, and I'm, I'm just gonna I'm gonna call it, and y'all can say whatever I want to. If if the Ravens figure out their running game, if they can, I don't know what they need to do. If they can move up, well, they like, they just moved up Le'Veon Bell today, didn't they? For yeah. the practice squad, he got a touchdown. His today. First active game. Yeah. If Le'Veon Bell can go back in time and find whatever magic he had before he decided to throw his career away for some money to go to the Jets, you know, if he can figure it out, the Ravens will be unstoppable in the in the in the AFC. And people, you, you can call me crazy if you want to. But, no, I, I mean, I, I mean, the only, I think the only threat to them is the Bills. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm talking about even against the Bills because I feel like the Bills' offense and the Ravens' defense they cancel each other out. They, the, the Ravens' defense have shown me that. What I'm not confident in is that outside of Lamar Jackson, you can consistently pick up four and three yard gains on the ground on third and short, and that's what I'm worried about. If they can convince me with Le'Veon Bell with giving him spells uh, with whomever the, the, the other running back is, if you can prove to me that you can get third and fours and third and threes with Le'Veon Bell, I, I, the, the, the Ravens literally have no weakness in their game. Like, you can go back to running the read option again with Lamar, and, and with the way that he's throwing the ball, it really makes the Ravens unstoppable. And then when you get to the, I mean, when you get to the Super Bowl, it just honestly comes down to who they're playing. Like if they, if, if it's the Ravens against Tampa Bay, I'm sorry, 
I hate to say it, Tampa Bay is probably going to win that. If it's the if it's Baltimore and Green Bay, however, I I think Baltimore. Oh yeah, Baltimore wins that game for sure. I, yeah, I, 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 think, I, I call that one myself. Yeah, yeah. It's just a, it's just a game of matchups, but I mean, I I can easily see if if the Bills and the and Tampa Bay go and they play each other, the Bills will win by seven. I'll call that right now. The Bills are the only team that can dethrone Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl. I believe there's nobody else. The Ravens don't have the like don't have the the um the defense to withstand Brady and all their weapons. They, I mean, just for an entire game, I don't believe they can. The only thing that they can probably do is keep up with them in scoring. The Bills, however, have a little bit more depth on the defensive side, and I believe that Josh Allen could possibly outdo Brady prolonged. That's just my opinion. That's just me. So question, do you think it's an issue that they rely on Lamar for all of their offensive production? Like, you know, yeah, the entire, I mean, well, that, the, game. the entire game. I mean, when you look at it, when when did Peyton Manning become successful or win his first Super Bowl? When they got Joseph Adai and they actually were able to move the ball on the ground instead of having Peyton throw 45 plus passes a game and that's what you're doing I understand Lamar's not throwing 45 plus passes a game but like every run attempt that he does is to me it's just in that same category like you've got to stop him from having to be so dynamic every single game that it becomes like somewhat of a hindrance to the team not because that he's not good enough to do that I just I'm fearful that you put him out there too much that something bad's more likely to happen to your franchise. I think That's the biggest me. issue defensively, if you know that Lamar is their offense, put a bubble around him, make him throw it or make someone else create. And I don't know if you're gonna be able to rely on Murray, Le'Veon Bell, or Devontae Freeman. Um or even who are their receivers at this point? Um, Hollywood, Hollywood Brown and Sammy Watkins. Um, I don't know if, if you want to bet, you know, the Ravens future on those playmakers. And that's why I still, I'm not going to put a whole lot of stock into the Ravens just yet. They got oh, uh, like like you said, like the biggest thing is that we're saying that about Le'Veon Bell, but we don't know exactly what he is yet. Like I said, right. if he's Le'Veon Bell's from Le'Veon Bell from two years ago, that's good enough to push the Ravens over the edge because now you have an effective weapon, not only running the ball, but a a, a running back that can catch the ball in the flat. You know that that's what I'm saying. Like it, it gives you more diversity than just having like Lamar. Like, okay, well, hey, okay, design QB run. Okay, read option. You know, it's really not the read option. This is design QB run to, to throw them off balance and get him out, out in the space. It's just we need consistency in the running back position in order to make our lives a little bit easier. Because I think Sammy Watkins and Hollywood Brown. And Andrews at tight end are really all you truthfully need in order to win games. 
We're just we're missing the running game. If Le'Veon Bell can come in and average three point nine to four point six yards a carry, it's a wrap. Yeah, he, at the end of the day, you got to have a running back that you have to account for. Or I don't. You can throw out stats, or you know they do so. But at the end of the day, you have to have a running back that the defense has to account for on every play. If you don't have that, all you have to do is account for the quarterback. Eventually, they're going to figure that out and uh, and take take Lamar out of the game. Um, but we'll move on. Uh, let's go back to the back to college because we got to talk about situation at Tennessee. Um, SEC has come out with an official statement, basically saying some penalties are going to come against Tennessee because of the situation. Because they wanted to throw trash on the field. And you're talking golf balls, you're talking condiment bottles. And they, and one thing that people don't understand is that basically the, the visiting team, which Ole Miss was, was in a, was is in that twenty to twenty box. People outside of the box that are still on their sideline work for Tennessee or or cheerleader for Tennessee. So you are throwing stuff at your own classmates, people that work for the university that you work that you go that you are enrolled at, like. I used to have I used to stand on when I was working for tech, my I had to stand on the visiting team sideline. Outside of them. If I got hit by something because our fans were mad and they were throwing stuff at Georgia of all people, get after getting blown out. And then on top of that, there's gonna be sanctions against the school, I'd be a little mad. Yeah. Cause like I think most of the stuff was not it didn't even hit Ole Miss. It hit People from Tennessee. Yeah, hey, that's um, just those Tennessee, those Tennessee intelligent people. You know, that's how IQ moves right there. But I mean, you know, throwing trash on the field is the same thing as, as storming the field for if you're in Knoxville. Yeah, it really don't happen that much. I just don't understand the reasoning behind why you're so upset like tennis i guess it'd be different if tennessee was a good team yeah or expected to be good um and then they came that close and ended up or they got blown out by yeah a blown out by somebody that wasn't even a good team like if vanderbilt came in there and beat them by 20 i could see getting mad about that but you lost by three to old miss which you know it's not that bad they're not i mean (laughs) They're not a, they're not you know an elite program, but like it's a solid team, and and you you held with all this. That's should be something to you know to build off of, not to you know complain about. Yeah, it it's just a bad look. You're upset because they didn't get a first down off of a a fourth and twenty four. <laughs> Why were you in fourth and twenty four to begin yeah. with? Um. <laughs> you know. Well, with that, um, is there anything else you guys want to talk about before we move on to, before we move on to petty moment of the week? Oh, Go Braves. Go Braves. Yeah. One and oh. 
three more to go. Okay. Salman, anything on your mind? Uh, in all honesty, I'm happy that the NBA will be back tomorrow. No. Yeah, tomorrow. Shout out to the Knicks for being undefeated in the preseason. Yeah. While the Lakers went winless. <laughs> went winless. And then we'll find a way to – I already know. Like, I'm not even going to watch on Tuesday because I already know we're going to lose against uh, Phoenix just because that's that, that's like LeBron's trademark. We always lose the first game of the year. And, like, we all, I get pissed. And then, you know, then we wind up, you know, making the playoffs, going to the finals, competing for a ring. So. Well, that happened to uh, the Detroit Lions with 0-16. They were 4-0 and in the uh, in the preseason. In preseason. Yeah. But yeah, no. I think it'll be a, I think it'll be a good year. Um me and Lamores have had a lot of talks on the side about that. If Kyrie Irving goes, so do Brooklyn's playoff chances. And I mean, heck, I mean, I mean, finals hopes. So we're not going to get. But I, I'd rather, uh, I mean, if I'm Brooklyn, I'd rather have somebody that's going to be playing, you know, most of the games. I think it's more valuable than Kyrie, who even if they weren't going to sit him until he gets vaccinated, he'd still be playing less than half their games he can't play you can't play any game in new york so that's half their games right there and they he can't play any games in california yeah he would miss approximately 57 games yes out of 82 yeah which is why i i made the argument with lamoris is that like ben simmons for Kyrie irving straight up just straight up makes both teams better Straight up. But if you're Philly, are you taking something that's not going to be playing a significant number of your games? Now he, well, he Philadelphia, he can still play. Well, he he play yeah, but he'd still be missing, what, 20, 30 games of their – with he all this trip to New York and the, California? But then you only admit he only, he's only missing 27 games compared to 57 games. That's Yeah, that's better. But still, am I going to pick up a player that I know is going to miss 27 games just because he won't get vaccinated? Well, I would only... rather do that than have a player that will play all of my games. But when I get to the playoffs, I might as well be playing with four people anyway. Right or wrong? It wouldn't. But it you wouldn't would probably would have missed the playoffs. Games, it, it wouldn't even be twenty games though. He would probably miss ten games if the vaccination is only in in New York, like New York City. Yeah. Um, so that's the Brooklyn teams. Yeah, uh, that's what three games you would have an issue when you go to Toronto. Um, so that's two or three games, and then the vaccination status is only in San Francisco. Oh. So that's only Golden State. So oh. you're you're missing games against three ah. teams, and one of them is a Western Conference. So you would only go there twice. So take that versus that's, someone yeah. who doesn't even want to play. It's true. That's true. That's what I said. I think it makes both teams significantly better. Like, Joel Embiid actually has a point. I don't disagree with your sentiment. I'm just saying I don't know if if Philly's front office would take that deal. I mean, I'm sure they want to get rid of Ben Simmons, but could they find somebody that they could take that's not Kyrie Irving? But but who's available 
that can do what that can do what you need. Like you need a superstar to for Ben Simmons in order for your team to still be relevant. There's nobody out there that can you can get for Ben Simmons that's a superstar that's going to make you that much better. That that's the biggest issue that they're dealing with right now. Is that like yes, is Kyrie Irving and under like these circumstances the best idea? No, not really. But then again, what are you going to get for Ben Simmons? Fair. That can help you win the championship. Nobody. Angelo Russell. That is complete and utter garbage, <laughs> and you know it. Once again, I don't agree with what I'm just seeing. You know, front office workers can be real sticks in the mud about things. You can be a stick in the mud if you want to. The fact of the matter is you got a guy on your team that you're saying, hey, he is a cornerstone, will not shoot layups in the playoffs because he's afraid of going to the free throw line. And you're a point guard. That is sad. Okay. I don't give a dang if Kyrie Irving wants to burn Sage at halftime and at the beginning of every quarter um, in the middle of the stadium. I will take that over somebody who will not shoot a freaking layup in playoff game mode. Here's the worst part about it. It's not that he can't shoot a layup. He's 6'11 and won't dunk the ball. You're right there at the rim. Like, you don't even have to jump, stand on your tippy toes. <laughs> but, you know, Ben uh, Simmons is trash. Um, also, Kyrie's <laughs> on the last year of his deal, so I think that's part of the reason why they're not going to make an offer for Kyrie. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be a I, I mean, but my thing is this. Don't you think – I mean, I would be looking at it from – the Toronto Raptors viewpoint. I get a one-year rental. Let's see if I get lucky and win the championship. If not, I cut my losses, and you 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 go and you make other deals. You go in the draft. It is what it is. But my thing is this. Ben Simmons is not the answer. And Brooklyn has to understand the same thing, too. I don't care what anybody says. James Harden and Kevin Durant are not enough to win a title. It's just not. It's good enough to, you know, to get the number one seed. It's good enough to get home court advantage. It's not good enough to win the Eastern Conference. That's just my opinion. You got too many good teams in the Eastern Conference. And I can't believe I'm saying that, but it's the truth. Like, you got the Hawks, who I believe are a better team than Brooklyn without Kyrie Irving. You have the the uh, the Bucks, who are a better team than them without Kyrie Irving. Bucks may be better with with them with Kyrie Irving. You said what? The Bucks may be better whether Kyrie Irving's on the team or not. Uh, I'm not going to say that Kyrie Irving. It's was close. That it's season, close. No, nah, I think that I, I think that the Bucks get beat in five. Like the Bucks are like when before Kyrie went down, they had a they had a, a strong grip on the game that he went out in. And then that that loss was just too devastating. Like I've said, Kevin Durant is a great player. Kevin Durant isn't a killer, like everybody loves to say he is. He's just not. He needs somebody else who's going to take all the overwhelming shots. So I mean, I agree up to a certain extent. But then, like I said, when you look around and it's like you got teams that are more that could compete with you, I, I'm sorry. Like if 
if Indiana got a, a solidified star, they would be better than Brooklyn. And that's saying something. So to me, like you gotta get some new blood in. You gotta get new blood in there and make a trade. The one, th- the one trade that would absolutely break the NBA, and then Brooklyn would be overpowered, but it wouldn't affect Kevin Durant's uh, legacy at all, is if they traded Kyrie Irving straight up for De'Aaron Fox. But that won't happen because, like I said, they're a Western Conference opponent, and they're in California. Even though the ordinance doesn't exist against them, you still play a multiple, I mean, a lot of games in California. So, I don't know. All I'm saying is, is that, like, if I'm Brooklyn, I, I you got to ship him for something. Because if he walks away for absolutely nothing, and if you already said you're not going to extend him, you're just going to let, you're going to let Kyrie ever walk away for free? I think a team that's trying to rebuild and has just like trash contracts. I don't, I don't know any teams off the top of my head that just has a bunch of trash contracts. Um, maybe like the Pacers or um, Detroit. Who knows? Yeah, Detroit. Well, Detroit doesn't need to do this because they have um, young point guards already. But like offload those bad contracts um, who may be serviceable um, to the Bucks and take Kyrie. Kyrie won't sign, so you understand that this deal is only to get rid of your bad contracts and get the rebuild started. Um, but that would be if if Brooklyn wants to just get rid of him and they need a trade offer. Um, and that's assuming you know nobody wants to trade for Kyrie, who's on the last year. But I think that that's what you're running into. I mean, the only thing that sucks about the the trade that I come up with is because it's two disgruntled parties that won't stay with the teams once their contracts is up. I just honestly believe that if Kyrie was on year two, was had two years left, as opposed to this being his last year, the deal I'm talking about would already be done. For sure. But, you know, I can't see. I, I honestly think that he's just going to sit the year out and he's still going to make his money because, I mean, it is what it is. But Brooklyn's got to see that if, like, if you let Kyrie Irving walk away for absolutely nothing, that's going off of the notion that everybody thinks that Kevin Durant and James Harden is enough to win a, a that's enough to win the title. And I, I don't even think that anybody over here will say that that's the truth. Like, I just, I, I, I don't know. So, God be with him. Let him walk away for nothing. But, yeah, Joe Harris is going to be starting point guard right now. Joe Harris. Yeah. All right. I guess with that, we'll move on to Penny Moment of the Week. What do we have? Dang. Did nothing bad not happen this week? You can go back to last week too, because we didn't talk. We haven't talked really since in two weeks. I don't know if it's, it's not really petty. I mean, no, nah, that's something for final thought. I can't think of anything. Um, Shaq wished Stephen A. Smith a happy birthday by, uh, oh yeah, essentially giving him one of the old back-of-the-head uh, tape lines 
and posted it on IG. <laughs> but that was, I can't think of anything else that happened off the top of my head. Let's say shouts out the first tape for still having the lowest rate, it being the lowest rated show on ESPN ever since Max Kellerman left. Yeah. Well, I think Max Kellerman left because Max Kellerman wasn't an arguer. He just appointed that he just did research and stated his, you know, his opinion. And it wasn't like, and that's not what Stephen A got famous for. Stephen A got famous for, for arguing with Skip Bayless uh, and, you know, being over the top. And he didn't have that guy. He didn't have that, that same energy back with him uh, with a Max Kellerman there. So I think that's part of the reason why first takes kind of dropping. Um, well, no, I mean, but no, they were still number one when Max Kellerman was there. And it's like now that he's well, I'm not saying I'm saying that's why they let him go. That's why they oh yeah, yeah, yeah. they moved off Max Kellerman. Not, not not I'm not saying that they should have moved off of him. I'm saying that's be, that's why they moved off of him. I don't know what kind of money they're looking for, but I mean it's just to me that that was that's still the dumbest move by ESPN in a long time. Like I said, I love Stephen A. Stephen A's just counting more money now. That's what it, that's what it was. You you took Max Kellerman off that show. He's getting more of the revenue of the show. Yeah, he's like, well, I'm not mad bad. about it. Yeah, he's not mad about it. He but less, I mean, my question with that is that he didn't even take the he didn't even convince the the producer to say, okay, I've got to be in studio for this. I've got to be on at least on air with him to, to you know for his last episode. He wasn't even on the show for Max Kellerman's last episode. Like, that's kind of suspect, in my opinion. No, that's how much of a a prick I believe Stephen A. Smith is to his core. It's like you don't have like you're you're pretty much telling them that like, hey, we're taking them off the show because I'm telling you to. And then yeah, that's what I'm saying. Nuts. Yeah, you don't have the nuts to be there to let like to you know be face to face when it's his last day, like. Nah. Well, that's what, like that was really telling that he wasn't there for that day. Yeah, I, I lost a lot of respect for for Stephen A. Smith since then, and I'm just like, you know, I don't think that that's ever going to change. He's a, I don't know, that that is just a little, that's a little pricky move in my opinion. Yeah, so yeah, that's why I say it's petty. You know, I think it's petty because you did all that, and now the the show that is the what the core like. Of what ESPN is. That's their flagship show. Yeah. I'm calling it now. Max Kellerman is about to be the core of ESPN. I don't think Stephen A is going to go anywhere, but um, like the shows that Max Kellerman is on right now are doing numbers for me personally compared to First Take. I can't, I can't even watch through First Take at this point. Um, yeah, it's just awful, I bro. I, I don't know if y'all have seen it when. <laughs> Um, what's his name? Tim Tebow is on, but it's absolutely horrible when it's Tebow and Stephen A combined. That that is the worst combination. Yeah, uh, they were looking for like the pettiness of like when he used to like bash Tebow, even though Tebow won like you know two playoff games. They won like he won one with like, one playoff game. <laughs> he won one. Oh yeah, he won one playoff game, but still it was not two. What a one. What are we here for? Yeah. What are we here for? So, yeah, nah. First take sucks. Bye-bye. No, 
<laughs> so mine, uh, Tom Brady tweeted out, you know, I'm missing this fall weather right now. And Giselle quoted it saying, is it time for a trade? I think she's realizing that, yes, Tampa Bay has better weather, but the type of people in the Tampa area is not the same type of people you deal with in New England. Just say it out loud, JT. She has to deal with black people now. <laughs> no, I'm not even saying I'm like, saying country people. I'm talking about country people. I'm talking about Giselle like, Florida man. She's like, she's like, oh my gosh, that there are so many African Americans here. Jesus, take me back up north. They don't like the cold. Tom. Tom. <laughs> Timothy. I'm I'm Tommy. It's time to go. It's time to go. She probably thought, oh, he's leaving New England finally? Hey, can, let's go to Miami. Let's go to Los Angeles. No. You go to no. Tampa Bay. <laughs> uh, Less of a metropolitan area than Boston is. Maybe Foxborough, technically. But anyways. Uh, well, that will move on to final thoughts. Shouts out to the Fairhope Pirates football team. They won 7A, the 7A Region 1 title on Friday, running wow. primarily the triple option, which is crazy. They At least shotgun triple, or is it like under centers, triple? Shotgun triple. Okay. okay. I, I, can, they, I can ride with that. Yeah, but still, they've thrown a total, a total, of 21 passes the entire year. <laughs> 21 passes the entire year. Hey, Buford's got the number one, number one receiver in the country, and they don't throw the ball. So, you know. <sighs> it's just crazy to me. I'm like, dead gum. I'm like, I could not believe it. Like, we've, we've won primarily running that, the football and only passed the ball 21 times on the season. On this season, 21 times. That's insane. But shouts out to them. And shouts out to my, or or I should say RIP to my social life or me not doing anything because basketball season is here. Yay. All right, what you got, Lamorse? Um, final thoughts. Seize the opportunity. Um, that's that's my final thought. That goes for a lot of stuff. Your work life, um, Georgia sports, um, <laughs> mainly. You know. This is this is what Laboris is actually saying. I'm going to translate for you. Atlanta Braves, please do not screw this up. You you got the the Giants are out for a ridiculous reason. Anyways, oh. Yeah, you've got a chance to make a run. Please don't break my heart again. It can't go through anything else. Look, I'm okay with even losing in the World Series. Just make it for a change. <laughs> like, come on. I, I don't know if they make it to the World Series and they get up three zero and still lose the World Series. Yeah, that that'd be 
but if they make it, you know, you know where my paycheck's going straight to um, tickets. Um, but yeah, Georgia, um, don't lose to Alabama in the SEC championship. Braves, don't mess it up. Falcons, please stop winning. Just, just completely stop. Seize the opportunity um, for everyone who have. Who are they going to draft? Oppor- who are they going to? Who are they going to pick up? Who knows? Draft someone trash and be trash for another year and pick up the next QB. Um, but yeah, I will say, I will say, as an Alabama fan, it's like it, I, give Georgia one. I mean, we'll take the next five down the road, obviously, but give give Georgia this one. They deserve it. Fair enough. Okay. I can have it. Uh, my final thoughts. Shout out to Coach Iruli, who is one win away from multiple playoff appearances. Would only be the second coach in Shiloh history to make playoffs multiple times in their tenure at the school we've got three games to get one so you know make history maybe they'll name the field after you they named the the, the, the field house after the other guy so yeah. I was about to say <laughs> like apparently that's all you need now well also that guy had David Pollock on his team so okay and that was literally the entire Offense and defense, because he, he was fullback for them, not just middle linebacker. <laughs> it was the entire team. <laughs> Man, Georgia players are pretty dang good, huh? Yeah, guys can say that Georgia are really good. You just can't seem to get a good quarterback instead of Georgia up there in Athens. At all. Uh, we, we, we've got one. He's coming. No. He, he, he's coming. Talking he's about the transfer it. or the lawyer? Uh, neither of them. Um, the, the the one that's still in high school right now. You said the same thing about the black guy that, that y'all had. It's like, oh, he's top dual threat. And he's dog water. Who? Who are you talking about? I forgot. When it was like two or three years ago, you were like, man, solo. We, we got, we got one of the top dual threat quarterbacks that's going to transfer here. I mean, that's coming in as a high school player. Like, just wait. He's going to be Deshaun Watson there. He's going to be good. He gets in last year against, who was it? Are oh, you talking about the, the one that had the brain no. surgery? No. We, no, not the we brain weren't. surgery. Are you talking about Justin Fields that transferred to Ohio State and it was a Heisman candidate? Oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah, he's, My bad. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyways. Oh, so I, I had to do it. I had to do it. Like you, you had him there. You can't argue he wasn't. No. He wasn't. He wasn't a success for Georgia. You can As a Georgia Bulldog, he was not successful. <laughs> yeah, because all they all he was doing was this. Hey, he go show to Michelle. Hey, he go Nick Joe. Hey, maybe if he learned the offense, he would have played some more. Well, but you when know, you get in and 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 feel entitled to play, Georgia teams do have know. a history of of giving away top tier talent. I mean, Falcons had Brett Favre, Brett Favor, yeah. <laughs> hey, that's what they called him on draft night. <laughs> they had Brett, Favre. right? Brett Favre, and yeah, no. So all I'm saying is, is that like, please give this to Georgia, like. 
in all honesty, in the back of my mind, I love Alabama. But like I said, we've we've won a lot. If we want to get Georgia wins this year, I would not be upset because I know like once they do this, once they win this year, what's going to happen is Kirby Smart's going to be out of a job in three years because they're going to tank. So you're calling yeah. an LSU situation here. I, oh, wait, I see Lamar is He's like, never. We're Kirby Smart all the way. We'll, we'll save that conversation when we I, get to it. Uh, but we're, we're running long here. Uh, yep, we're running long. Let's cut it. Let's cut it. Let's cut <laughs> it. Right. We'll see you all next week.